The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome to our podcast, where today we're going to be talking about how to play offense in this new virtual environment that we're all in. I'm Mary Stirk, and I'm the CEO and founder of Stirk Financial Services in Dakota Dam, South Dakota, and one of the partners of Clarity to Prosperity. And today with me, I have the CEO of Clarity to Prosperity, who's also the founder of the JL Smith Group, Jason Smith. And also Dave Allison, who's the Executive Vice President of Clarity to Prosperity. And we're super excited to talk about this because right now there are major opportunities for advisors to shine in a whole new kind of light because we've moved into a different kind of environment. So Jason, I'm really excited to hear what your thoughts are on how instead of maybe playing defense and being very reactive right now, how can advisors really start to play offense in an environment that's new and crazy and very, very much a virtual environment. No doubt. Thanks, Mary. And, um, you know, we're going to do another podcast, too, that you'll keep an eye out for where we will talk about defense. You know, because, I mean, to play the game and win the game, you have to be good at offense and defense. But this first one, we want to talk about what you can do to stay ahead of this thing as, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a double whammy that's hitting a lot of people. The AUM is down, so your revenue is obviously affected if you, you know, have a book of AUM. And then secondly is if you're doing um, workshops, you know, live educational workshops, adult workshops, seminars, um, not able to get out in front of people, um, then that can also obviously be affecting. And not to mention, I mean, at this point, it's it's really getting to a point most places where it's shutting down face-to-face um, client meetings as well. So it's really three, you know, factors that that you have to you have to counteract that, right? You have to be out there uh, figuring out ways to play offense to stay ahead of this thing. So let's uh, talk about a few of those things that we're doing, and one of these, Mary is um you know being proactive of communicating to your clients because ultimately communicating with your clients on a proactive way is how you're going to um you're going to retain so there's a little bit of defensive strategy there too but from an offensive strategy you're creating value more value and while other advisors are 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 really shrinking up potentially and kind of paralyzed you if you can get out there and proactively communicate with your clients in different ways then what you're going to do is you're going to create value which is going to earn the right for you to be able to ask for new introductions and referrals and we'll talk about that here in a little bit of kind of what our sequence is right now a campaign that we're putting out at the jail smith group but mary i'm actually going to kind of turn it over a little bit to you because I, this morning, just recorded my first podcast to clients. So I've done podcasts for advisors for a while now, 
but I've never done a podcast to clients. And I recorded the first one this morning. And mainly it was like just to keep them informed of what was going on at the JL Smith group, right? And so I wanted them to understand kind of what measures we were taking, let them know that, you know, they have a plan in place and let them know that we're going to be launching this new podcast. This is the first one. And that's what was produced this morning and ongoing, you know, we're going to be getting information out to them, proactively communicating with them and just operating this new virtual environment um, is, uh, and just overall, just that, you know, we're, we're taking care of business, even in this virtual environment, you know, we're, we're getting the mail, we're processing the business, we're taking care of everything, we're open, and we're not shutting down, we're going to continue to serve them. So it was brief, you know, it was like seven to 10 minutes. But, uh, so, but Mary, I, you know, I want to hear a little bit about, you know, because, because you can speak to this, you've had a podcast for like three years, and maybe yeah. some of the benefits that having a podcast um, is provided to you. So the way our podcast works, and it, it's called Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and really what we try to do normally is use it as a way to just talk about different topics connected to money that is guiding people with their thoughts about money. So ours is actually recorded, and then the it gets played as a radio show on Saturday mornings in our local area, and then that same recording gets repurposed into a podcast, which is on iTunes and SoundCloud, and it also can be streamed live off of our website. So what I can tell you that we've been doing in this time that's different, where we're being offensive rather than just business as usual, is normally we've recorded all of the podcasts for a month at one time and have just pre-selected different financial topics. But right now we've moved to doing it weekly so that what we're recording each week can be incredibly relevant for where we are right now. This situation is so fluid, things are moving so rapidly that even if you recorded something a week ago, it might not be relevant any longer. So two weeks ago, we did a podcast that was called Coronavirus and the Markets. Last week, we did one that was called Investing in Times of Uncertainty. And I'm going to be recording one here on Wednesday that hopefully is going to be about um, what this week has brought to us, what investors need to know right now. So our podcasts are normally about 22 minutes long because that's the time slot of our radio show as well. Um, but the benefits of it is that it's direct communication in your voice, in your language, and in, in real person speak, not like jargon and a bunch of big financial words. It's real person speak, giving guidance about what matters most to people. And what I find is that it's not necessarily a direct ROI creator where I can't say these 10 clients came to me because they listened to a podcast. But what I can say is that most of the new clients that we work with and many of the referrals tell us in that first meeting that they've listened to our podcast or heard us on the radio. So it is a massive credibility builder. And this is the thing that happens. People who listen to your podcast, they feel like they have a relationship with you. You don't have a relationship with them yet, but because they've heard you time after time, they feel like they already have a relationship with you. And that lends to doing business in a much easier way. There's a lot more flow, and you don't have to prove your credibility. It's already inherent. That's great. And, and you know, for, 
for us right now, um, we just feel like we want to be proactively getting out and communicating with our clients more than ever. And it's very scalable. It's very repeatable. I mean, we can think through what that messaging we want it to be and then get it out to everybody. And so I just love the scalability um, because you have to be proactively communicating right now. It is so important um, to be getting out there uh, in front of those clients. I 100% agree with that. Okay, I want to pivot away from podcasts for a minute. And Dave, I'd like to ask you about how you're working with people in this virtual world now when it comes to your actual process of working with clients, working with existing clients, working with new clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I think that we're in some unfortunate circumstances where that's going to be the new normal, at least for the foreseeable future. But we've had the benefit for the last two years of almost 95% of my business has been, been virtualized, being that I live in Cleveland, Ohio, and my office is in California. And I think, you know, just kind of going into the theme of offensive versus defensive, if we weren't facing a health pandemic right now and a lot of us being forced to be quarantined to our homes, we would probably see one of the greatest marketing opportunities that's ever existed in the financial services industry. You know, if we had the ability to go meet with prospects. And the reason I say that is the markets crashed really hard, really quickly, and it's brought an incredible amount of uncertainty. And uncertainty is what motivates consumers to go seek out professional financial help. And so when we think of the opportunity in front of us right now, we know we have some restrictions. We can't go meet with consumers face-to-face in the office, but we can still bring them the professional advice and guidance and expertise through a virtualized environment. And the technology has just become so much better that, At the end of 2008 and 2009, when we saw the last major market correction um, that that we've really seen in the last 13 or 14 years, we didn't have the technology that exists today. And so a couple of the things that, that we're really focused on are how do we try to humanize the experience as much as possible? Because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm still a big believer people do business with people that they know, they like, they trust. And our focus is how do we bring the knowledge and the trust and the human element inside of a virtualized environment so that advisors can continue to excel at prospecting and and bringing on new clients. And a lot of that starts, I've been kind of reflecting back over the last two years at all the clients that we've brought on virtually. And it all starts with having a repeatable, scalable, proven planning process. Because Jason and I were having this conversation the other day, you know, so many advisors have built their business with, you know, a notepad presentation and a wink and a smile and using their charisma to win clients over. And that gets a little bit more difficult to do in a virtual environment. And the one difference maker is having the bucket plan, having every concept, every tool, every sequence, when you do what, when you say what, because the biggest challenge that advisors are going to start to face in a virtualized environment is a lack of organization and fluidity of the actual appointment process. And just by knowing what your next move is going to be within, you know, the, the process itself, 
has been such a game changer. Well, and I, I, I tell think, you, Dave. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, I, you know, I was just going to say, Dave, that podcast that you recorded on, um, you know, just operating in a virtual environment, the tips that you gave, and now this, this, this series of videos that you've created that's going to be when are those going to be ready this week right i just finished uh actually right before you called me to be on this podcast i just recorded the final video where i actually go through the closing or the planned delivery with the consumer over video and so that should be all packaged up and ready to roll in the next day or two um which what jason is referring to is We've taken all of the best practices of running the bucket plan in a virtual environment, and I've recorded out everything that you could do, everything you should do from um, what software you need, what hardware you need, what devices you need, communication best practices in a virtual environment, what camera placements you should have, what lighting. I mean, it's very, very detailed so that you could excel at starting to run virtual meetings and capitalize on this opportunity we're all going to see. Well, I was going to say, I think that's fantastic because the reality is there's a lot to get used to when you're starting to operate in a virtual setting and having a, uh, a set of instructions and, and best practices is a fantastic tool for people who haven't been doing that yet. And honestly, I will say it's also going to be a good tool for people who have been doing it to just get better. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've fumbled through so much of it over two years, and I was just sharing just last week, I, um, I had a first meeting with a client in, in Palo Alto, California. The wife was 70, the husband was 72. We took them through step one of the planning process. They committed to paying a planning fee and going through all four steps virtually, and they're going to be a fantastic potential client. And so, you know, some people think, well, I have, a, I have an older demographic of, you know, clients we work with, and it doesn't matter. They're still going to be open-minded, and if we could give our advisors the tools to make it as efficient as effect and, and effective as possible, uh, that's what we're working on and uh, continuing to roll out new tools and training every single day around it. And what I love what you're doing, Dave, is, so we're doing this in phases, right? So phase one, you'll see a release this week on, um, on really operating virtually, right? So, so Dave created the podcast and how to quickly get started out of the box if you haven't done it really at all before, the best practices for the equipment, the software, the hardware, the camera usage, the positioning of the cameras. You know, you should really buy a tablet, for example, so you can draw and download Microsoft OneNote so they can see you drawing while they're looking at your face and also you can see them on your screen. So just all of that thought through and even best practices of communication in virtually. So look for that, that's phase number one. Phase number two is the bucket plan 1.0, right? The best interest process, the core tools and concepts that we teach in 1.0. That's going to be phase two of, the, of what you're going to see in, in, in the next email of how to operate Bucket Plan 1.0 in a virtual environment. Fast practices, showing the tools, using the tools. And then phase number three is going to be those that have gone through 2.0 
of more of the advanced holistic planning, the overlay of all the additional tools that we teach in Bucket Plan 2.0. So that's, that's what's exciting about this is the way that it, this is layered out and the, and, and the advisors are going to be able to plug into the different tools or depending on where, where they're at and what they're currently using. Awesome. Okay, so we've talked about podcasting as a way to get your message out and using this scalable process, the bucket plan process, as a way to operate during this you know current virtual environment. Let's talk a little bit about communication because I think communication is critical, as you said, to be in front of people, be a beacon during this time of craziness. So what do you think are the best ways to actually communicate and, and do you have ideas for campaigns related to that that advisors could key into? Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to share what I'm doing at JL Smith Group right now, right? Um, we really have four kind of steps or phases that we're going through to communicate with our existing clients. And so I'm going to share that with you. Um, and then, you know, there's, we're going to make this a two-part series um, because there's two more things we want to cover, four and five, talking about marketing and talking about cross-selling opportunities to continue to play offense in this virtual environment. But when we look at phases of communication and implementation of really a campaign that we're looking, that we're launching at JL Smith Group, number one is we did a calling campaign out to all of our existing clients just to ease their minds. And we, did, we are not asking for anything. We're not asking for referrals. We're not asking for anything. We are just building the relationship, reaching out to every client and, and just putting their mind at ease that we're here for them. And, and, and part of that phase one communication in conjunction to the phone campaign is the podcast release where we're also getting that message from me as the founder of the firm, just again, to ease their mind. So all the advisors called all their clients at the JL Smith group. And then we also, um, you know, did the podcast that I recorded this morning. Okay, so let me just ask you a quick question about that because I know there are going to be advisors that are that are wondering this. Do you literally mean every single one of your clients or did you segment that and call top tiers? Yep, great question. So what we did is we called all the A and B list clients. And so we called um, the financial clients and some clients are insurance only. And so we didn't call all the tax clients. Uh, we've been in communication with them, obviously, in recent weeks. So that, that there's, there's more than enough communication there. Um, but it was all the financial and insurance clients, A and B list clients, is who we called. And then the C list clients, we're here for them, which just capacity-wise, it's, it's, it's more reactive at this point with the, the C list clients. Which the good thing about the, the C-list clients that might not get that actual phone call is you can still proactively reach out to them via email or send them to podcasts and things like that. So there's a way to touch everyone. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. So that's really phase one is just reaching out to everybody, making contact, letting them know that we're here for them. Um, the, and some of the best practices is Dave actually recorded a fantastic webinar for any of you that are utilizing more of an evidence-based approach 
or even passive management in your later bucket, the long-term money. Um, Dave recorded a fantastic webinar. Uh, what was the name of the webinar, Dave, and where the, can they find it? Yeah, so we recorded it. Uh, the name of it was just COVID-19 and the stock market. Um, and it is available on our website uh, as a recording. And so um, for anyone, just reach out to your business development team member. They can get you a copy of that recording. And we have had a ton of advisors forwarding that out to their client base because we recorded it in third party of just saying, if you have any questions, schedule some time, talk to your financial advisor. And so we structured it in a way that advisors can easily share it with their client base. Fantastic. Just fantastic talking points though, of like keeping you know people staying the course in this uncertain time of, vol of massive volatility. All right, so phase one of your campaign was actually calling people proactively and sharing your podcast information. What's next? So the next is, um, and this is what's happening this week, is we're releasing, you are getting a letter out to all the existing clients. And it's really just about, um, it's about freakout risk. And it's about the fact that, listen, we've reached out to you and you guys have a plan in place. You have a soon bucket. So we've been able to really, you know, you, you guys are in good shape, but you may have friends or loved ones that are freaking out a little bit right now and utilize that. Uh, let them, I want you to know that they can utilize us as a sounding board, right? We can be a sounding board for them to just uh, have a conversation with and in potentially maybe they, they need a bucket plan as well. But at the end of the day, um, I'm butchering it, but it's going to be a pretty cool email just to talk about freakout risk and talking about the fact that we can be a sounding board, kind of softly introducing the fact that, hey, we're open for business, we're conducting meetings virtually, we can be a sounding board. If your loved ones are freaking out, we're here for you. Perfect. I think it's funny because the, the risk that has been most prevalent that we've talked about is sequence of returns risk, and the bucket plan process has really helped people with that, but they don't think about the fact that freakout risk is now a very real thing. <laughs> no doubt about it all right so what's the next problem on your campaign plan the next one is then building a a educational virtual workshop and there's going to be kind of two segments to this and i'll just talk about the first segment um, with existing clients jason mentioned you know we started with the phone calls then we go to an email campaign educating about freakout risk and you know, talking to them about us being a resource. But then we're gonna build a virtual educational workshop on the bucket plan and all of the great planning that we've done so that clients really have the opportunity to come visually see why they're in such good shape and reinforce the planning that we've done. Of course, they can go ahead and invite friends and family members to this workshop. That's gonna be all done virtually so that their friends and family member, uh, they can really kind of see the type of planning work that we bring to families to help them achieve all their goals and deal with the massive amount of uncertainty that exists today. And so ultimately, you know, it's kind of a two-prong approach, existing clients and referrals of those existing clients. 
And then we've created a section, it's actually on the back end of that webinar that Jason was sharing earlier, where I kind of outlined seven critical actions that people need to be thinking about based on where the market and the economy are at today. Uh, Mary, these are things, as you know, like Roth conversions, um, or looking at potentially refinancing their house when interest rates are so low. But just things that are not only, here's what your investment performance rate of return is in the month of March, right? It's other bigger picture planning initiatives that can help bring a tremendous amount of long-term value to the families that we serve. I think that's fantastic because the reality is there isn't anything we can actually do about the market but we can control how we respond and react within it. And strategically, there are always things that we can be doing to create a forward progress or thriving you know, financial situation, even in the middle of something that's crazy like this market downturn. So I love that there's actual actionable steps that we've put together that are gonna help advisors and their clients through that. Okay, so we've talked about a phone campaign, email campaign, about the freak out risk, the creating the virtual educational workshops. What's the last piece of this campaign then, Jason? So the last piece and the last step is now going back, back to all of those existing clients. And I will say too, when you do the educational workshop, very important when you do the online webinar, educational workshop online, Call at block your next morning and call every single person that attends. Call all the existing clients and all the prospective clients. Very important. And you need to be tracking everybody that you've had communications with throughout this process. Because now what you're going to do is you're going to circle back and you're going to call every one of those clients that you've not yet talked to since you did the initial phone campaign to put their mind at ease. So they heard from you in the initial phone campaign. They saw the email on freakout risk. They got the podcast or, or just do a simple video or recording so they can hear your voice. You don't have to launch a full podcast if that's not in the cards for you right now. But get out, communicate with them at scale, and then communicate individually. They've gotten the email for the sounding board. For the people there for their loved ones that might be freaking out and now they've gotten the educational workshop so some of them they've got all this communication but maybe they didn't take action yet you're gonna now call back every one of those people and you're now and this is what we're doing gonna run a referral process a script of of exactly what to say and how to go about asking for introductions to their loved ones that you've not yet met to help you grow your business and for you to be able to help them. And so what we're in the process of doing right now, because we're about three, four weeks out before we'll get to that step, is um, we are interviewing different subject matter experts that are known throughout the financial services industries of having a really solid referral process. So that is in the research uh, um, phase right now but we will be identifying a subject matter expert and we're going to be providing training and and resources out to the advisors to be able to conduct those you know those conversations 
You know, I think that, that the thing that is true about all of this is what you said earlier in this podcast, Jason, and that's a lot of advisors are not being proactive. A lot of advisors are sticking their head in the sand and, and don't really know what to do about this. These kind of ideas for how to become an offensive player in this current circumstance are what are going to help your business thrive. It is what is going to be creating referrals and allow you to be adding clients while other advisors are losing clients. And I think it's these kind of communication strategies and proactive um, campaigns that are really going to position you to be in a place where your offensive game is going to take your firm to the next level. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We hope this has been great information for everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.